You know, you should know what to do with that meat. Hello everybody and welcome to another episode of your favourite parenting podcast, this is Overly Honest Dads. My name's Matt and I'm your host and I'm joined, as always, by my podcast pals Magnus. Hi guys. And John. Hello everybody. How are we doing? Not Ainly infused, baby. Sorry, what? Yeah, um, listeners ignore John's anally infused comment. That's a <laughs> joke that you wouldn't understand, and I don't really want to explain to you. Um, so one thing to mention straight from the off is you might notice a difference in the way we sound today, and that's because we are recording remotely. Uh, we're doing that for a variety of reasons. One is because we are busy dads with jobs. We all have jobs now. Magnus is finally employed. Yes, I'm um, employed. And, uh, Thanks, guys. Yeah, and also because there are continuing Rona issues out there in the world and we might soon be blocked from meeting up so we figured it's best to have a contingency in place to so we can continue serving you with these heavy slices of dad chat um so let me tell you what we've got in store for you today um we're going to start off as always with dad news where we tell you a bit about our lives as dads in the time since we last met but then i'm going to give a dad masterclass, and this dad masterclass is in how to cook the perfect steak every dad should know how to cook a steak unless you're vegan in which case there's no helping you um, at all. <laughs> and then we have the world of parenting, where our resident boffin Magnus gives us a science story, and our resident jester John gives us a nonsense story. And then we round off with Am I Being Unreasonable? So that's uh, um, the menu of dad deliciousness that we have in store. So I think today John is going first with his dad news. So, John, you know, here you go. Now's your time to shine. Don't disappoint. I don't know, time to shine for a turd. I don't know if you can shine a turd, but, you know, I'll try. It's it's polish a turd. Oh, yeah, that's exactly my point. Um, So, yeah, dad news is actually not so much based about me. It's um, neighbours, which have a teenage girl. I was going to say, do you mean the Australian soap opera? No, no, isn't that off air now? Or is it still going? It's probably on air. I think it's still on air. Oh, wow. This sounds very forbidden. I'm most interested. Oh, God, no, you fucking dirtbag. Jesus Christ, Jesus, no. Um, no, but it, it's just, I think, it, it's the preview of having teenage kids, um, the issues they've been having with their daughter and stuff, the fact that, you know, the, the, the massive arguing and shouting at the kid and all the rest. I'm just thinking, I've got all of that coming, and they only have one kid. I've got three. Jesus Christ, it's just scary. But, yeah, it's, um, you know, stress it puts on a family when you've got a teenager in the house man and all of that is starting to be a preview um, massive arguments have kicked off and you know all of that is going on and it's become quite public to the rest of the neighborhood when there's enough shouting going on the kids are running in the house slamming doors shouting from the outside and all this stuff it's just starting to really scare me because i realized my son is 10 in march and not so long after that he's going to be a teenager you know by the time he's 13 off we go um he's going to be a bit of a dick and that's a bit scary because uh, i think it's it's going to be a massive strain with three of them being basically little cunts because they turn into little cunts oh, teenagers John. don't they <laughs> it's just i'm John, not looking forward to that harsh. i really am not Goodness. no i'm not being harsh teenagers are cunts it's as simple as that i mean I, 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 <laughs> I do remember being a teenager. a teenager yeah i agree i do remember very much being a teenager i was a massive cunt yeah exactly it makes sense it makes sense because you're adult sized and you've got adult sort of uh, proclivities certain urges and no experience or knowledge of how to place well, you think the you know everything the world mm. i was a dick as a teenager yeah. you still are yeah what 
very mean. But the, don't <laughs> you find it interesting, like how the, the human species are pretty much the only species that goes through puberty, and when we go through, it, it's bloody fucking harsh, no? I find it fascinating mm. how the human species really fulfills the word cunt um, so well because no other animal does. <laughs> it's just I, not I just when we're teenagers. I don't know, the, pray, the praying mantis could be fairly accurately described as a C-U-N-T. Yep. The, oh, sure look at him spelling like, it out and I'll make a sound cuntish. <laughs> well, I have had complaints about our swearing and of, of our previous episode, Magnus put that word right up top i don't know if you listen john but it's very prominent me calling you a c word um i don't regret it by the way i don't regret it it was no, very accurate but but we shouldn't but, you know. we should never regret being cunts well thank you for your dad news uh john magnus what are you saying so and john don't call me a, a lycra cunt but i've been taking my daughter on you like a cunt <laughs> we, we, we did, did are I you say the dad that... that rode 200 miles on his daughter's bike without a saddle no i no that's not me though i'm sure that would have been really fun uh i uh <laughs> I, I i bought a child seat for her i got a uh i think it's pronounced Thule. Thule. Thule, yeah that, that's a brand yeah it, it's a well-known brand they make uh, like car racks and whatnot roof racks um, but they also make child bicycle seats so i got i got her like a really good child bicycle seat one that reclines everything in, in case she falls asleep whatnot um, which apparently is something that they do when they're on bicycles and it goes up to the age of six years or 72 months as they state uh, at that stage will you be using months who knows no, no you stop at two. You stop at two years old. It is annoying already to use months, so I fucking understand it because they change like they go from nothing to everything in a, in a, in a couple of weeks. Um, but yeah, so seventy two months. And uh, the first time we took her on, she was wailing. She did not fucking like it. She was calling mama, mama, mama for miles. Second time I took her out was windy, and she she was a bit flustered. But today, when I took her out, uh, and it it was kind of getting dark as well. It was fairly late, um, and I took her out to calm her down because uh, she hadn't seen or been with daddy for most of her day uh, and mummy was somewhat incapacitated because she's got a problem with her arm right now um, and uh, took her out, took her down the paths, the, the Wandle Trail um, we went round the tram line and whatnot and she loved it, she did not complain once I, I felt it was a breakthrough for us because I, I love cycling and I wanted to get her on it and uh, you know get the wind in her, in her hair uh, and she really liked it so that that's my dad news. That that was that was a real positive for me. Trying to turn your daughter oh, into a lycra nice. person. That's yeah. Yeah, it's John, slightly I, John, like indoctrination. I, I, John, are you good, are you trying to call my daughter a lycra cunt? No, I haven't. You're attempted to turn her into that. She went to. I, I, I see you me. attempted to, John. I see you attempted to. No, 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 no. You you're trying okay. to. That's what you're doing. You're, you're giving her a real hard try. You even gave her gave her a seat for it, a comfy seat for it. But she won't because she's smarter than you. Well, that's no, what no, she, no. Exactly. She, she exactly. will she be uh, fall into these traps. Maybe we'll, we'll no. see. Anyway, let's move on from all the lycra discussion. Um, Sorry. It's time for me to tell <laughs> oh, we've some been dad told news. off for using the c word. <laughs> you you guys have got really rubbish at throwing it over to me. You were good for a while, but I must say. Uh, oh yeah, standards. of course. Oh yeah, yeah, Matt. What, what, what's your what's your standards dad news? Are slipping. <laughs> My dad news is really sweet. Thank you very much. It's really sweet and heartwarming. So why don't you listen? Um, <laughs> <laughs> you fucking dick. 
<laughs> so, so right tonight, Amelie were she she was not really going down easy. Uh, she we put her to bed, um, and she just wanted to be silly and to play and what have you. So I went in to her body slam, uh, choke slam actually. Um, <laughs> gave her gave her some water. We have a bottle of water. Um, gave her a sip of water, um, and then and then sort of I, I offer her a cuddle, and so I picked her up, but she didn't like coming properly in for a cuddle on my shoulder. She just sort of was there in front of me and she's like daddy daddy uh, i love you and it was the first time she'd ever said that oh wow and I, I think that she had no idea what she was actually saying because she's just parroting at the moment she's off she parrots so well i uh, like pretty much anything you say to her she can say back mm-hmm. you know vaguely accurately but still she said those words to me and that's all that matters my heart is full i am a happy man my child loves me that's lovely so, man yeah, that is lovely. That, that really is. is. Really that really nice. is. Yes. So I was happy about that. I mean, there's not a great deal else that's happened in, since I last saw you guys. I mean, obviously, we've been just doing family stuff, hanging out, doing this, that, and the other, having food, having chats. She likes Winnie the Pooh now. She loves Pooh Bear. Um, that's like her new favourite thing. Um, Pooh Bear might overtake the Wiggles at some point. I'm not sure. I'd be really sad if Pooh Bear does overtake the Wiggles because i come to really love the Wiggles. You love um, the Wiggles more you know, than she does, mate. I wouldn't quite say that, but I am a fan. Um, me and Alex did watch uh, a half an hour uh, documentary on the Wiggles uh, on YouTube the other day and actually quite enjoyed it, um, <laughs> seeing the behind the scenes stuff. And then we watched um, uh, Emma Wiggle do a makeup tutorial. And so I can't, I actually watched that. Can't lie. C- could you uh, s- send me the, uh, send me the link for that? <laughs> yeah, sure. Uh, and, and just in case anyone out there is wondering, yes, Emma Wiggle does wear a wig. <laughs> Does she? I didn't oh. know that. That's funny. She didn't in the early days, but then she did after a while. So what, she got alopecia or something. No, it's just apparently the overstyling her hair caused some of it to fall out. So she started wearing bless her. There you go. So anyway, that's dad news. Thrilling, I'm sure you'll agree. Uh, we are going to take our customary brief break, and when we return, it's time for dad masterclass. You're going to learn how to make a perfect steak. Join us for that in a moment. Bye. Welcome back to this episode of Over Honest Dads. I think this is episode 26. We've not said that yet, have we? Because uh, nobody cares. I only do. three of us listen to the podcast anyway, so it's fine. <laughs> Someone's got to keep track. Someone's got to know what's going on, and inevitably that's me. Um, so we are going to do a Dad Masterclass now. So we introduced this segment last week, uh, the idea of Dad Masterclasses, that we tell you about a skill uh, that every dad should have, or that we think every dad should have anyway. Um, it could be directly related to parenting or could be another element of daddom and this week i'm going to tell you about cooking a steak because i kind of think if you're a dad you should really know what to do if you find a piece of meat in front of you it's just you know you should know what to do with that meat and i used to in another life work at a harvester so between the ages of 16 and 22 i worked in the kitchen at harvester and that taught me how to cook a steak and then since that's then, why harvester has gone more. bankrupt ladies and gentlemen is it bankrupt? Really? Can, 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 can we just make reference to Matt saying so you need to know what to do with that meat? <laughs> so 
that was childish. That was deliberate. I, I had to meet myself. That was fucking me, hilarious. I'm sorry. That I just feel so joke juvenile. That was good. Yeah, I, th- that was for you. This meat. That was for you. Um, and so I'm going to take you through a few, you know, key tips. Um, now, obviously, there's going to be some debate. Everyone's going to have their own style of doing things. Maybe some people have tips that I've not heard of. That is very possible and indeed likely. So don't take this as being the Bible on stakes. This is just my personal masterclass for you lovely people out there um so the first thing to think about is what cut of meat you want um and there are lots of options out there personally um i like to keep it simple i like to go for ribeye because you've got a lot of different textures in that steak um and i think if you're an advanced steak eater then a ribeye is a great option to go for if you don't like if you like your meat very tender and you don't mind it not being particularly flavorful you could go for a fillet fillet is you know often the most expensive option you can choose it is from a muscle that's not used very much and so it's very very tender easy to cut through it's not very chewy so that's a very popular option somewhere in the middle ground you've got sirloin which is flavorful but still tender it's the one with a big rind of fat down the side and then if you want you could go for rump which is a bit chewy but has an awful lot of flavor as i say personally i go for the ribeye every time that's that's my personal favorite now you're next going to want to think about what pan you want to cook your steak in personally i would never barbecue a steak um, no. that's just me that's just me you know if you want to feel free you know you can get some nice caramelization if you if you if you do that but personally i don't think you have enough control in terms of the heat you're kind of at the mercy of the coals or whatever else you're using so i'd always go for a pan personally heavy bottom frying pan every time uh but you could also go for a griddle pan or a skillet if that's your thing yeah. uh so yeah personally heavy bottomed frying pan heavy bottom he loves good. the heavy bottom who doesn't? And so so next thing, so you've got your steak, you've got your pan. Try to aim to take your steak out the fridge about an hour before you're due to cook it. You want that steak at room temperature. You don't want a cold steak going on a hot pan. It's going to lower the temperature of the pan. It's going to mean you don't get the sear that you want. When you're cooking a steak, you want a nice sear because where that meat caramelizes, where it where it gets nice and hot, that's where your flavor's coming from. Um, and so you want to make sure that steak is at room temperature before you cook it another thing you want to do before you cook it is to pat that steak ideally with a paper towel you don't want moisture on the surface of the steak you want it dry and again that's because it helps the caramelization so get a bit of of kitchen towel not cheap stuff because that's going to peel all over your steak and then you got to peel that off you know that's just a bit messy so get some good quality kitchen kitchen roll um, and pat that steak and get it nice and dry before it goes on the pan now you're going to see on some some other tips online that you want to put salt on your steak in advance. I'm here to tell you, not a good idea. Not a good idea. Now, Magnus, you know you're a boffin. What does salt tend to do to moisture? It dehydrates it. It pulls it out, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. Pulls it right out. And what do people love about steaks? What is it that they really like about steaks? The juiciness. It's nice and juicy. Exactly. So why would you put something that takes some moisture out onto the steak? That's well, a very good point. You, you know, I've always wow. salted and peppered my steak beforehand for life. I've now, been doing it since forever. Yeah. I didn't realise. I'll try it the other just, way. Just before it goes on the pan, you know, um, and when you're cooking that steak, that, that salt is going to get cooked nice into there. Um, but if you put it on in advance, it's going to draw the moisture oh, out. Oh, so you mean, yeah. Okay, steak. no, I don't put it way in advance, but I do put it just before I put it on. Yeah, just before is fine. Yeah. I, I even do it when, it, like, literally just before it goes onto the pan. You want a healthy amount of salt and pepper um, on there um, because, of course, that's, you know, uh, 
the basics of flavour. Salt and can pepper. you can you define the word seasoning? Because people think seasoning a steak, they try and add all sorts of other shit on it. But the reality well, is, seasoning is what on, on oh, steak. Seasoning is kind of whatever you want it to be. Is whatever adds flavour. Salt and um, pepper, nothing else. Salt on pepper a fucking and pepper steak. steak. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, you can add more if you want to, but I mean, no, I don't really you can't. see the point. Oh, we'll if take you, you out you... to a field and shoot you. Yeah, and if you're getting good quality steak, you're usually spending quite a lot of money on it, and that's, yeah. that tends to be because the flavour is kind of in there already. You know, you're just bringing the flavour out, and so adding more things can mask the flavour of the steak. And, you know, everyone's got their own taste. I mean, I'm not going to say you're wrong if you add uh, a lot of, like, herbs or what have you um, to, to the mix, but then again, if you're cooking, you want your pan nice and hot, and a really hot pan will burn the herbs um, a lot of the time. So anyway, um, so next we've got to think what we're going to cook the steak in, uh, what sort of oil. Uh, you want to use now you know your basic oils are going to be uh, vegetable oil sunflower oil uh, not olive oil because that burns at a fairly low temperature don't cook your steak in olive oil Um, and what's ideal is to mix uh, uh, oil and butter Um, now butter is going to add a lot of flavor but if you have butter on its own in a hot pan that butter is going to burn and then yeah. it won't taste very nice. So you want a combination of oil and butter. Um, that is, uh, that's that's what you want. Now you can also put a bit of garlic and maybe some thyme in the pan as well um, to add some flavor in that way, uh, if you're feeling fancy. That's just a personal preference thing. Um, so now get your pan nice and hot. You want it full power for quite a few minutes because the last thing you want is for the steak to hit a lukewarm pan. Then you're not going to get the sear you want and it's going to be an ultimately quite a disappointing steak. So get it really hot. You might just want to leave it for you know maybe three to five minutes uh to get nice and hot uh before you pop the steak on there um so get that up full power and then just as you're about to put the steak on take it down to about two thirds um if you leave it on full power it will burn the steak um so you want to you want to turn it down just before the steak hits the pan so it gets the nice sear but doesn't burn it overall um if you keep it too hot what will happen is the outsides will be burnt and the insides will be raw um, so you want to take it down that way it'll, it'll, you get a nice sear on the outside but nicely cooked on the inside um, so once it's in the pan then you need to adjust your cooking times for how for how well cooked you want the steak uh, obviously there are lots of options here blue is your rarest option essentially still mooing uh, rare is the next then you've got medium rare uh, medium medium well and well done um, as a general rule one minute each side for blue a minute and a half each side for rare uh, two minutes for medium rare uh, about two and a quarter minutes for medium and up to about four or five minutes for well done now well done is you... disgusting though isn't it i mean yeah I, I wouldn't recommend it but everyone's got their own taste some taste uh, yeah in, indeed it's helpful to try and work out a way to check how well cooked the steak is without cutting into it if you cut into it it'll let all the juices out and that's not what you want now i learned from when i was working in a kitchen to just push down on the steak and the more if the 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 spongier it is the the rarer it is essentially and there's also one you can use using the palm of your hand so you press a steak and then you compare it with various parts of the palm of your hand that's another method um essentially the more you cook it the more you'll get better at judging this stuff um the the, one tip to mention is if you're looking to serve a rare or blue steak get a plate really hot before you serve it maybe put a plate in the oven if you serve a rare or blue steak it's not going to stay cooked it's not going to stay warm very long after you finish cooking it so if you get a plate really warm in advance and pop the steak onto this really warm plate it'll help keep the steak warmer and then more pleasant to eat 
that's that's just something I learned working in the kitchen. Uh, and also don't flip the steak over and over again. You know, you want to just cook it for as long as you need on each side and only flip it the once, ideally. And that will get you better results that way. Now, once you're done, you want to rest that steak. You want to rest it for three to five minutes, ideally. And then um, and then you're all done. Um, and if you want to make a sauce, please feel free to. You know, there's lots of nice sauces out there. You've got your classic pepper sauce. Um, your classic uh, blue cheese sauce is one of my favorites or a red, red wine sauce. There are lots of options. Um, and once you've rested the steak, you'll notice that the plate you're resting it on has some nice juices you might want to put that into the sauce and and make the sauce extra nice and meaty it's purely up to you um but yeah that's my tips on how to cook steak um do you guys have any questions comments or anything else before we finish this dad master class wow well you know what i'd love to have a series of these i want you to teach us how to cook lamb next I, I, I think agree, everyone like man. steak is I, a very open this. thing, but I think lamb is also a nice, interesting one to talk about. Because no, it's an interesting meat to cook, I, I know your passion you for cooking. This. I think I'd be quite interested in it. Like the way you described it, made me fucking hungry, man. I've got to say, like I would love to record you doing this, like a video. It, it, it's fantastic. I don't even eat steak, and that was that was tasty. I'm glad you liked it. Yeah, um, it made me hard, yeah but I've that thing. It made John hard. If you work in a kitchen. <laughs> If you work in a kitchen, you can, you can end up doing this stuff a lot. And so you do learn quite a bit. Um, I've never seen that hot plate tip anywhere else. That's just something someone taught me in the kitchen. And a lot of the stuff about cooking, a lot of the tips you learn are just from random chefs that, that, that you might work with. And you can get some real gold that way. It's a long time since I worked in a kitchen, but you can probably tell by how excited it made me talking about it. It's a, a time of life that I so really So excited to get your heart burn. <laughs> yeah, in, indeed. Um, okay, well, if you guys don't have any other comments or questions, then we'll um, we'll move on um, and we'll take a brief break. And when we come back, it's time for the world of parenting where I show up and you guys talk. Yes. So we'll Wonderful. see you in just a second. Bye bye. Welcome back to Overly Honest Dads. And it's time for the world of parenting. It's the time that everyone looks forward to because it's the time that I shut up and let other people talk. Exactly. So Magnus, our resident boffin, will give us a science story and John, our jester, will give us a nonsense story. So Magnus, are you ready with the science? I am indeed. Right. So there was a study conducted by the University of Arizona uh, this month, in fact, um, two weeks or so ago. Uh, and the title of the, the study was Perfectionists May Be More Prone to Helicopter Parenting and Parents with Perfectionist tendencies may see their children's success as a reflection on them now i think guys we're both familiar with uh, helicopter parents and uh, parents mm-hmm. that uh, yep. seem to live their lives vicariously through their children um indeed i i think colloquially we're all pretty aware of the negative effects they can have uh, on their children mm-hmm. and this is well documented researchers have found that it can lead to psychological distress narcissism poor judgment alcohol and drug abuse among other things now this this new study found that that may include perfectionism as a driver for overparenting perfectionists often have very high standards uh, not only for themselves but also for them for their children they, they, they can force themselves on their children uh, and as i said they may want to live through their children which is something which i i can't get my head around um now Additionally, or well, they're failures. They need to make it up, don't they? Potentially, yeah. It could be that they're failures as well. Maybe mm. they weren't able to be a doctor, and they want their children to be, so they can live that dream through them. Um, 
Now, another comorbidity is that anxious parents may also be prone to parenting. Something which I haven't discussed before is that if ever there was a case for anxiety in a child, this is an interesting point, psychologists tend to seek it out in their immediate family. And a lot of the time they will actually treat the parents for anxiety. So it's something that they push onto their children. Uh, now, something else which is, is is kind of interesting is that more mothers fall into this overparent parenting trap than than the fathers, <laughs> which I I, I I I I don't know the reasons for. Uh, maybe it's something that we've seen, but it it, it it's it, it's something up for debate. Now, parents themselves need to learn to accept their children's own goals. Um, give them a, ch- a chance to explore, uh, but a, a lot of the time, if you've if you've you've ever been to uh, a nursery uh, or you've had kids in um, preschool uh, or even reception, you you start to see that there's there's definitely parents that, yeah. that can start to get into that whole cycle of really pushing their children. Uh, we we may have seen, um, for example, in America they have softball. And they will have the the, the sorry, the, they have what so- softball, soft, soft what softball. Oh, I thought you said something very different. <laughs> softball, which is the the uh, I I think so. You need to pronounce your bees a bit harder. Softball, softball. Like, like like a bowl. Um, it's uh, I would say the UK equivalent is rounders. Mm-hmm. Yeah, is, is that indeed. right? And they'll have like yeah. outside of the fence, they'll have a picture um, saying that these are only children. You need you you know don't get too stressed out. These are only children. Yeah, and I, oh, yes. parents like that are idiots though. Sorry, they are. Really gets on my nerves. I remember There's I used no to play judgment cr- here. Yeah, no, absolutely. I remember I used to play cricket uh, when I was like ten years old, and I played for the county. And you would have parents that were just over the top, really, really over the top. You know. But yeah. it's not just sport. It's in a lot of things. It depends on the parent themselves, where where their forte is. And that can be really damaging to the child. Um, so, yeah, I, th- I thought it was an interesting study and something that we all have experience in and pretty much can assume. Yeah. It's, it's annoying, though, isn't it? I'm not, I don't know. I know you say we don't pass judgment, Matt, but God, people like that that try and force their children down a certain route so much and expect so much from them, especially at a young age, I just think it's just horrible. Yeah, just not a very nice way to parent. I do think some of it can come from a good place because you might, as a, as a child, have had... Uh, a parenting situation imposed on you that was suboptimal so you might have had parents who for whatever reason didn't necessarily know what they were doing or didn't know how, didn't know how to help you navigate you know your own life yeah. and so when you grow older and be a, and become a parent yourself you might have have goals in mind based on your own experiences and i can certainly relate to that to a degree sorry. um sorry john just did john just did an textbook example of a dad sneeze there dad sneezes the sneezes that have no need to be as loud as they are and you know it'd be perfectly possible for john to sneeze at a lower volume um but yeah this is someone's a child yeah i I think you need to i like a I like a good sneeze as well but um you know i think we all know that that was slightly affecting well i i i Um, only started doing it after i was copying my dad and he sneezed really really loud and then he died Right, for anyone that's not joined us before, Magnus, Magnus, he, he, his dad is dead, but he mentions it a lot. Matt, that is really, that's not joke. nice. My dad he's, is, he's, no, he's a, he's no, a that's Phoebe really Buffet nice. of the fucking show, man. 
comes to every excuse. And yeah, anyway. You can't um, say my dad's John, dead. How do you know? Because you mention it every week. He is dead, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's the most morbid joke of probably any podcast in the world. Um, so congratulations, boys. This is Sneeze who we are. Apparently. Died. Like, Jesus this Christ. is who we are. This is who we are. John, please, please, please. Please just say something to tell um, us your story. Yes, please. This is uh, this is brilliant. I, I love I love these sort of fuck ups. This this news article is brilliant. Once again, provided by the Metro, not the Daily Mail, uh, but the Metro. Um, probably same news company anyway. But anyway, yeah, absolutely fucking brilliant news article. And these are the things in uh, commercial products that I adore. The glaring mistakes in in things that you know they try and sell us for our kids. So the article is TK Maxx, which is a, a UK, I don't know if it, I've never seen it in the US, but it's a massive UK retail store with a mixture of brands, sort of top end brands at a cheap price that they try and throw shit at you. And uh, basically TK Maxx is selling kids Batman PJs that look like they say heroin training. Absolutely amazing. And so what they're meant to say is hero in training. Indeed, indeed. Um, so messaging on clothes and toys can be picked up surprisingly well by our little ones, with them picking up the slogans. From a children's book saying Afro is too fluffy, to a hugely offensively t-shirt promising to make Down syndrome extinct. Jesus Christ, I mean... <laughs> Sorry, The marketing people for that... So this is an actually an, a hugely offensive t-shirt that was they were trying to sell... And it was promising to make Down syndrome extinct. And I think they, you know, obviously it was a promotion for a charity, but they're really like poor choice of words, poor fucking Sorry, choice of words. Sorry, make Down syndrome extinct. Extinct, yes, mm-hmm. yes. Absolute fucking car crash. I mean, these marketing people should be taken out to a field and be like made extinct. Um, <laughs> it's just, it's ridiculous. Just, just terrible. I mean, Magnus is dying, but that's the reality. <laughs> Magnus um, is corpsing over there. <laughs> sorry, he's oh, on the sorry. That, 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 that's really bad. <laughs> that's that really so that, bad. That, I mean, who so... the fuck comes up with that? <laughs> but I, I've, I, you know what? While reading this article, I then went out looking for more. I, I'm like, I, I literally, literally, no offense, but Googled offensive, um, uh, uh, offensive t-shirts for kids. And, and one of these things was called retards do it gooder. And there's a, there's a little girl with the, T-shirt, wearing the T-shirt in a picture with the family. I'm like, what parent goes off and buys that for fuck's sake? Do you know what I mean? And that, like, unbelievable, just unbelievable. Anyway, let me continue on the article because it's, it's it gets like worse, I think, in a way because it's this stuff got prepared and then got put on the market and people went out and fucking bought it. And I think that's probably the worst part. So when I find the end of the spectrum is a PJ set on sale at TK Maxx that might just give some children the wrong idea. Batman uh, pyjamas are available for £9.99 and say hero in training alongside the picture of the man himself. There's just one problem. The the spacing isn't very clear between the hero and in, making it look like very much saying heroin training. Um, And and to be honest, Batman is is quite muscly and he has quite a few veins on his arm, so at least he wouldn't struggle to to inject. Um, Easy access. So the uh, the mix-up was pointed out on a Facebook group and the fans of the Max were, uh, and a group for the fans of the TK Max where people share their favorite sort of, you know, finds that they they get in the shop or with one person saying, holy mixed messages, Batman. 
And that's the news article. But I thought that was just, I just think it's just, how the hell do they get to, to, to sale? How the hell does a commercial product get to sale? Is that some of the fucking stuff we used to see in the 90s, some of the toys, like the, 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 the dog that shat. I never understood the toy with the dog that shat. Like, so you clean up and you, you gave it food and then it shat. I mean, why would you make toys so you have to clean up dog shit? I mean, it's just unbelievable. It's just responsibility. Responsibility. That's I mean, the answer to that. Is it? Yeah. Is it? Then yeah. what you feed? That's but it looks at the, the shit. The food that you gave it was the shit. So what you teach you? You feed your dog shit so he can shit. Just, oh, I just, uh, yeah, just. I, I love the commercial world. It's unbelievable. They're trying to sell us anything. So that's my well, news article from from the Jester Mafioso article. Well, thank you very much, Magnus and John, um, for taking a dive into the world of parenting. Thank you for sourcing those stories um, and for reading <laughs> them out. Um, I I was not involved in sourcing those stories at all. No, no indeed, listener, not. nothing to do with me. Um, so, Matt, for, on my defence, I did find a news story. I just forgot to save it, but I did find one this week. It's just you know, sorry, I lost it. So you just got to go, the, you know, the full the full whack now, and actually remember to save it. Yes, I will. I promise. Time. Yes. Well, thank you very much, boys, um, for that. And we are going to take our last break of the evening. And when we return, it's time for Am I Being Unreasonable? So we'll see you very shortly. Welcome back to the final segment of episode 26 of Overly Honest Dads. And so it's time for a bit of Am I Being Unreasonable? For anyone joining us for the first time, this is where we read out some posts from Mumsnet, from a, specifically a board that's called Am I Being Unreasonable? Um, where people post up issues that they face and they ask uh, the general public uh, to weigh in on whether or not they're being reasonable. So uh, we give our thoughts on that and we share it with you lovely people out, out there in the world. So I've selected... Uh, if think five or six uh, to go through uh, the first of the posts is from a poster called crouton crab that's wow, crouton nice. crab um, and the post is am i being unreasonable to miss ecstasy it reads as follows might be all the stress in the world at the moment but it's made me think about what i'd give for a couple of, of pills and clammy hands that come with them don't think my heart could take it now am i being unreasonable <laughs> Brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. Oh, God. God, God, God. Uh, are you guys have any thoughts? <laughs> I don't know. Magnus, what do you think? I mean, I think it's brilliant. It's, um, I, yeah. I, I, uh, I, I say, you know, go for it, see what happens. If you die, then you die. It's fine. Don't worry about it. You'll have a good time while dying. <laughs> so so the, the one thing I will say as a, as a former drug addict is that when you have kids and you have life insurance, if you were to die under the influence of a Class A drug, Life insurance doesn't pay out. So I really, really don't recommend doing drugs and dying. If you have a you know, bad heart or anything like that, don't do drugs. Because if you die, your life insurance will not pay out and your kids will be fucking destitute. So don't do that. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that on balance, you know, um, people are, are un, very unlikely to die if they t- take an ecstasy pill. But uh, and I think at the same time, you know, if there's a way of you relaxing in a way that's safe and your kids are going to be looked after by someone that's not you, then every now and again, letting your hair down is not an unreasonable thing to do. But there's a lot of caveats that go into that. You don't want to put yourself at risk or other people at risk or your kids at risk. If you can find a way to work it so you can do that, then then by all means, fill your boots, have a great time, relive, relive your youth as much as you want to, but in a safe and responsible way. Very um, pragmatic. Anything to add before we move on? 
No, no, I think no. That, that 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 kind okay. of sums it up. It, it it depends on your 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 proclivities. If if you're into that kind of thing, so be. It. If not, once again, so be it. Um, however, he was obviously very much into it back in the day. <laughs> yeah. Uh, if he's having but an issue now, has got worse over the years, isn't it? As well, I, mean, uh, I have well, no it's, idea, it's John. Been a, it's, been a, it's been quite a long time since I've been there, anything like that. But I think that it's been getting stronger recently, is what I understand. Oh, um, is it? Okay. Yeah, quite a lot stronger. Um, yeah, uh, I'm not going to go. I'm not going to go into any specifics about that um, for obvious reasons uh so the next post is from a poster called thou shalt not break and the subject line is am i being unreasonable to be unsure about my husband's different level of ambition slash motivation the post reads as follows when i met my husband we were young and both had busy full lives 15 years later i feel like we've fallen into a rut not in our relationship but in terms of life motivation for the for the past few years my husband has been slowly less and less motivated to do anything his life is just his phone a job he doesn't particularly like and he just does nothing i find this really difficult we had so many plans to travel days out with the children plans for home improvements i would like to go on for further study etc it just seems so difficult to get anything done and live the life i wanted for my for us or the children i'm usually such a positive person but this is really dragging me down with it am i being unreasonable talk to him again talk to him why the fuck are you telling the internet you stupid twat anyway uh, well, if they didn't tell the internet we wouldn't have a segment john i know sorry i can't but this is the point it's like the, a lot of these things are just like engage with the post other. engage with the post so the, the engagement it, with it, the post is that as you get older you get a little lazier and you just need to like talk about it. I, I do think it's easy to just sort of take your foot off the gas, male or female. I think initially when you're young, you have all these things you want to do and all the rest of it. And then you get in a lull of life when you have kids and it's a routine of things. And, you know, it's just sort of shit that happens, Sally. It's the way life goes. Yeah. Now, you can try and keep it interesting, but, you know, it's, well, you need to well, talk about it and make plans together and push each other. Mm, exactly, but that's the thing. You need to push each other. If someone is, has somehow fallen into a rut, it makes sense to try and get them out of that rut because if you both fall into that same hole, you're both going to have a bad time of things. You need to challenge each other and make sure you're working in a common direction. Yeah, I think. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I agree. Magnus, any thoughts? No, I I, I agree. It's something which you, you you may need to form a compromise on as as you get older, but mm. it's. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if I agree with you, John. That as you get older, you just become lazy. It's not always like that. No, you you just you just been lazy since you were young. It's different, Magnus. Yeah, I think it is. <laughs> well, it's true. You're, you're I enjoy lazy. being lazy. Like yeah. I I work hard to do nothing. <laughs> I work hard to do very little. So, so oh. I think John's going. Um, anyway, so the next post is um, from a poster called Somewhere Over the Rainbow 85. And uh, the title is Am I Being Unreasonable Husband's Instagram? Not a great title. And uh, didn't put an apostrophe between the D and the S of the word husbands, which is, you know, concerning. Cardinal sin post- right there. The post reads as follows. My husband has Instagram and I don't. He left his laptop open the other night and I saw a half-naked model on there. Model, in inverted (laughs) commas. Um, Scrolled down and he follows lots of them. All having similar, shall we say, attributes that I don't have. It's really wound me up and knocked my confidence. Am I being unreasonable? No, no. I I understand that. If if you're like, okay, as, as men, 
we're not as susceptible to that because we are the ones. The straight that, men. Straight men, yeah. We're, we're, we're <coughs> the ones that are born into perversion. We, well, we, see, I suppose that's not just straight men. <laughs> well, yeah, it, yeah it, it, you know, it depends what you're into. But, it, it, you know, men typically are the ones that are the, the, the perverted side of the relationship. Women are a little bit more meek when it comes to that kind of thing. And, and it's true, you know, you, you can say what you want, like 2020, but it, it is the case. And yeah. if, if, she, if she was to, to, to understand uh, or know of what her partner has actually looked at over the years, then she would be shocked. She'd, she'd be yeah. stunned for days, essentially. But men, men have seen things that would shock women. Yeah, personally, I think that's a slight generalization. I think there are, uh, you know, it's capable. There are women out out there who, uh, you know, see a lot of shocking things, and it's, you know, it is what it is. But if you were to generalize, then it usually is kind of. See, mad. I, I, um, I don't agree. I don't agree. I think men are fucked. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but, but I think we're more exposed to fucked up things than than women are. I think that's probably what we're fucked. I mean, very young age, I think it's. I mean, I remember my uncles were always like, "Oh, so do you like big tits?" Like when you're, you're like, you're like five years old. You remember your uncles talking about, "Oh, you like big tits?" And you know, sorry, what? You don't, you don't see, you don't see aunties Excuse going off to little girls. Oh, do you like big me, penises? You know, it, no, but it's true. Like this, this sort of shit. Like men say to kids, like, it, that's "Oh, not look, normal, he's John. hugging her because he like her boob. He likes her boobs." You like it's stuff not normal, like that. John. Yeah, I, I think, I think we need to talk about that offline. John. Yeah, I think that that's an offline conversation. Anyway, let's move on from this one. Um, so the next one is um, from a poster called I don't know if I can pronounce that. Della Malama, Della Del Alama Mama. I'm just going to give up at that point. Am I being unreasonable to think this is one of the reasons we have an obesity problem? So the post reads as follows. Friend on Facebook has put on two stone in the past year. She posted a selfie the other day with a statement saying how she's finally learning to love herself. She might not be perfect, but it's her body and she loves it. She's on the verge of being obese and suffers with chronic backache. Of course, she has comments saying, looking good, hun, you beauty, etc. I've noticed <laughs> quite a lot of younger ones doing this beef rat and proud crap. Am I wrong? to think uh, that this along with many other things is why we have an obesity problem <laughs> that's brilliant oh <laughs> you're, you're looking lovely darling i could park a plane on your ass right <laughs> <laughs> oh i have an issue with obesity like there's no tomorrow i mean that's uh, I, I can't comment on this one like, yeah i must admit it, it, it's, it's quite a big topic <laughs> fucking huge one mate it's thick as blood and cholesterol mate uh, well, it's a difficult topic to pick up it, just for the like you know obviously you know quality acting you have to be fair to everybody and it's you know people's choices and lives hmm. uh, that being said like people are killing themselves because they're, they're literally killing and, and corona has now shown that massively because the, the highest amount of deaths in corona is the obese population the older population getting old is not yeah. a choice you get old being obese is a choice. You can stop eating. I was fat. I stopped eating. And I lost weight. It's just choices you make, you know. And I think it's just it's a difficult one. I think with regards to people posting the you know stuff on Instagram, I just un- unfollow their fucking page and move on. Well, I I, 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 I do alone. think that that being being obese is a little bit more complicated than that. Like I I, I it's definitely a mental illness. Like it, you know, when you get to a stage where you're okay, so to t- to get fat. If if you're eating as a man, you need to eat. 
no, 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 no. But what I mean is, if you're eating your two and a half thousand calories a day, like as an an, an average five foot ten man, right? Um, and you're eating your two and a half thousand calories a day, then in order to get fat, you need to have a a, a calorific surplus. Yeah, we can agree upon that. Calories in, cal- calories out. If you are gaining fat, if you're getting like properly big, then your calorie surplus needs to be sustained and needs to be large for it to be noticeable. So, uh, what is it? Uh, one gram of fat is three. No, it's nine calories, right? Or three calories. I can't remember what it is. But you need to be overeating by a significant amount every day consistently for a long time yeah and that takes serious effort and most people can't do that most people are not fat most well okay most people are kind of chubby but i mean like fat fat yeah to get to that stage that's a serious serious mental illness no Mm, I think that's a controversial statement, um, and um, and one that we probably don't have time to really do justice um, <laughs> because it is in, a big subject. In the form in in the form of this segment, I should probably not have gone into this subject. To be fair, <laughs> knowing Magnus you know as our I thoughts do. on the fact. Um, anyway, so let's do the last one for today. So um, this is from a poster called Red Rum Twenty Twenty, who I think we might have had before. Uh, that name rings a bell. And the title of the thread is Silent Treatment. Um, so the post reads as follows. How do people deal with the silent treatment? It's become increasingly more regular. If I have any disagreement with my husband, he completely cuts me off. It's got to a point where he even stays away from me. I know this is a form of control he used to do to his ex-wife. I find myself apologising just to clear the air. I'm not sure how much longer I can take as it's mentally straining. Being married to a child, man. Fucking hell. Indeed. It's a very childish nice. manoeuvre. It's a very childish manoeuvre and it's not very nice. I'll smack him in the dick. But he, 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 he may be impulsive. He actually may have a condition which encourages it. If if he's someone to want to really talk over people, put his point across, he may be thinking too fast and he doesn't have that, that ability to stop and think beforehand. It could it could be a number of things. But I, I wouldn't write it off as being a dick. It could be. Um I think it's it's more likely than not that it's dickish behaviour because, you know, if you get to the point of being married for a number of years, you should have surely been long enough on this earth to be able to regulate your behaviour and know the difference True. between healthy behaviour and unhealthy behaviour. Yeah. Um, and, you know, to an extent you could explain almost anything as being to do with some kind of mental deficiency or or... or or personality disorder, but at some point you do have to take responsibility for your own actions. And if you haven't sought out any any treatment for any deficiencies you have, it's kind of your fault at a certain point. Yeah, um, you know, we, yeah. you can't just be like just blaming for, blaming something for your for your own problems. You're absolutely right. We used that a lot for John for several years, but he ended up just being a cunt. <laughs> <laughs> brilliant <laughs> and on that I'm note joking, i think we're gonna it. wrap this episode up um on that note of john oh, being c-word is where, that the last where we're of the evening <laughs> yes yes it is that's us done for today so um uh thank you everyone out there for listening i hope the sound quality has been okay um if it hasn't been great today rest assured that magnus will work to make it better um and and john's got a microphone arriving tomorrow um so we should all be on microphones very soon um 
If you want to reach us, you can do so via email. We have an email address, which is overlyhonestdads at gmail.com. That's overlyhonestdads at gmail.com. You can go to our Instagram account where John posts shit memes. Um, You can (laughs) listen to us on, on YouTube if that's your thing. And I believe Magnus has plans for our Facebook presence. I'm not sure I'll exactly do what they are, but he seems to have some plans. Um, so, so watch this space in terms of our uh, Facebook presence. All that remains is me to thank you wonderful people at home. Thank you for listening. And, uh, and also to thank, if thank is the word, uh, Magnus. My pleasure. And John. Thank you, Matthew. I've been Matt. Thank you very much. We'll see you again next week. Good night, everyone. Goodbye. Thank you.